On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, he's become a world traveler in his short career, and Matt Grabman is hoping to do a lot more of it soon. Welcome to episode 151 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We've been checking in with a few members of the Baseball Canada Junior National Team who have connections here in Alberta. First, it was Max Hartman, then Boston Warkington, and now Matt Grabman. Another Dogs Academy product, the right-hander struck out three batters and three innings of relief work in the second game of the seven-game Friendship Series against the U.S. He followed that up with an appearance at the Baseball Factory All-America game last weekend in Kansas City, where he was touching 95 miles an hour and drew praise for his performance. It followed a great summer for the 18-year-old, who went 5-0 with a 3.03 ERA and 16 appearances for Dogs Black, striking out 39 in 35-plus innings of work. The Nova Scotia native has packed a lot of baseball into his itinerary after the long COVID layoff, and he hopes to do more of it sooner rather than later. He's hoping to suit up for the Division I University of Oregon before too long. We talked about all of his experiences and much more in this conversation earlier this week. Matt, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. It's good to be here. Thank you. What a wild ride you've been on baseball-wise over the last little while here. Let's start with Kansas. Last weekend at the Baseball Factory All-America game, what was that experience like? Uh, it was definitely a great experience. It's the third MLB park I believe I've played at throughout my life. So, Kaufman's, it's beautiful. Went through a reno, I think, a couple of years ago in 09. So, it looked brand new for a 40-year-old stadium or so. So, the entire experience was great. Got to play with some really good guys. So I loved it. How did that opportunity all come to be? So I played with the junior national team a bit um, in Florida and in Ajax as uh, Boston, Max, and a couple other of the Dogs guys. And uh, Greg Hamilton, I believe, passed my name along for that event. Um, me and Turner Spoljerk, another kid who played on JNT, ended up going. So it was kind of Greg Hamilton put our names in. We ended up getting the call, getting invited. So that's how it came to be. What was it like repping the Maple Leaf in a big event like that, as you mentioned, being one of two Canadians to do so? Oh, it was great. Um, actually, for um, when we were in Florida, we, of course, played uh, Team USA with JNT. So a lot of those guys on that team were there. So we got to talk to them a little about the series and then get to know them. So it was great. And it was a great experience just representing Canada in that event because there has been Canadian players in the past like Calvin Ziegler and Mitch Bratt who were there last year mm -hmm. so yeah prior to that game as you mentioned you got to represent Canada with the junior national team what was that experience like uh that was definitely a dream come true I've kind of eyed the junior national team for the last couple of years and because of COVID it's been put aside due to the fact that a lot of their events and trips got canceled so when I got the call, that was I was really excited and it was a great experience. Just great guys, and we really enjoyed our time out there. So you go down to Florida, play a bunch of games against your U.S. counterparts. What did you take away from that experience as a baseball player? I'd say the one thing I did take away is my ability to pitch against some of the top guys, not only in the United States but in the world. Um, 
that was my first time really pitching against people who will be drafted um, next year and for the years to come. So I think just taking the fact that I do have the ability and then that confidence definitely helps me along the road. What did it mean to you to represent your country at a tournament like that as well, going up against the U.S.? I'm sure there's a little, I don't want to call it hostilities. It's not like you don't, it's not like you know these guys, but at the same time, there's always that that little uh, friendly rivalry, we'll call it that. Yeah, definitely. We're rivals. It was a great experience, um, especially because I did know a couple kids going into that on the U.S. team. So I got to see them and play against them. So that was great. And then just representing Canada is always an honor. Um, it was my first time actually representing the nation in any sporting capacity, mm-hmm. whether it be hockey or baseball. So I really enjoyed that. And it was a great experience. And how cool was it to be able to do it with guys that you've known for a while, whether it's some of the dogs guys that you've met over the last couple of years here, or even a fellow Dartmouth guy like uh, Ty Doucette? Yeah, definitely. Um, being able to do it with uh, Ty and then all the other dogs guys, was a great experience going into that i did we did know each other but we also got to branch off those relationships and meet new kids so that was it was a really good time i was going to ask about that side of it as well as yeah there's the baseball side there's the 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 day in day out stuff that you're doing from a baseball perspective learning from some some of the big names across this country but what is it like building those friendships and those relationships with people not just the canadians but as you mentioned you got to know get to you get to know uh, some of the american guys as well yeah definitely um, building relationships is probably one of the best parts of that experience both with team canada and team usa Um, there will definitely be relationships there that will last a lifetime and along down the road, whether that being college baseball or in minor league, major league baseball. So I did get to meet kids I probably wouldn't have had or gotten the opportunity to meet if I didn't go. So that was a good experience. And it was just all around meeting new people, being in close quarters with everyone, especially when people have the same goals. That's always a good experience. What's it like from your perspective to be considered part of that elite group of Canadian talent and be able to play with some of the the best across Canada? Uh, it's an honor. It's a it's a dream come true. Um, for a while now, I've eyed the junior national team, and I always thought I had the, I guess, talent, so to say, to play on it. So having that come to fruition was definitely um, an honor and privilege. Let's go back to the beginning here and how you got into baseball in the first place. Do you remember the first time you stepped foot on a diamond? Did you love it right away? Who got you into it? Oh, God. Um, That was a while ago. It was my dad. Actually, it was a combination of my dad and mom who initially got me in it. In my family, my mom was more so the hockey person. My dad was the baseball person. So I think I was probably around the age of six, um, T-ball. I remember all I wanted to do was hit. I did not want to throw a baseball. So that's definitely changed throughout my time playing the game. But I, I loved it instantly. I never wanted to leave the baseball field. So, yeah. Did you play other sports growing up? I assume hockey is probably a big one for you. Yeah, definitely. I played hockey, and then for a short time I played football. But the major two ones were hockey and baseball. Was it tough making that choice to try to chase one versus the other, or were you pretty set on trying to do as uh, both as, as long as you possibly could? I was set on doing both as long as I could. Um, this is my first real year of playing only one sport, that being baseball. So I tried to play it in the high school, and then 
my outlook on it was the sport will choose me. So baseball, of course, ended up being the path um, that had the most opportunities. So that's why I went with it, and that's why I'm still enjoying it. And as you mentioned, you started off as, I believe, a catcher and maybe an infielder, and then you shifted over to pitching. What was it that kind of flicked the switch, so to speak, and allowed you to, to realize that maybe this is the, the path that I want to take? Yeah, definitely. Um, I started out as a catcher, as you said. Um, the first, I can't even remember how long it was. I was always a catcher, and then I moved to the middle infield. And then I don't. It wasn't until like last year, two years ago, that I really got on the mound. And the only reason I did get on the mound was because of my velocity. People started eyeing that up, and then as soon as you see someone throw hard on the mound, it's like they're a pitcher. So that's kind of what happened to me. And my goal was to try to play both positions and let the game choose the position I will play, whether that be in college or professional baseball, and it ended up being pitching. So that's where I am now. You're a Nova Scotia boy. How is it that you ended up in Alberta with Dogs Academy in Okotoks? So during COVID, um, I came out initially, but kind of my connection to Okotoks started way before that. Like Micah McDowell from Nova Scotia, I was, was with the dogs for a couple of years before me. And then Tyler Hollick, I think, reached out my second year of 15U. Um, and that's when I was still in school and didn't really want to leave. And then it wasn't until COVID where it was like, okay, I'll go try out the academy. And um, I've been out here ever since. Was it difficult to make that adjustment and, and move away from home as young as you did? And, and it's not just, hey, you're skipping over a province or two. It's basically across the country. Yeah, definitely. For me, I feel like um, the transition was a lot easier. Like, I came from an experience. I went to school in the States uh, prior to coming out um, to the academy. So I got, I lived in dorms and all that. So I was used to living away from home. But the biggest transition and difference for me was living with a billet family. So that kind of um, took a couple months to get used to. But besides that, it's been a really good experience. I've loved it out here. You mentioned the experience. What has it done for you in your game and also not just from a game perspective, but also from a human being perspective? Yeah, definitely. Um, relationships is always a big one. I've met people out here I will probably talk to for the rest of my life, whether that be in the confines of baseball or not. And then plus on a development perspective, uh, the pitching development has been great. Jeff Duda, our pitching coordinator, um, has been godsend to me because I came out here never having a pitching coach in my life and when I first came out here I was I had really bad control issues uh, just to say the least so he kind of took me aside guided me along the path and now I'm here where I am because of him one of the things a lot of the academy guys do is hope to one day step foot on the field at Siemens Stadium with the WCBL team you got to do that this past summer and what was that experience like Oh, it was great. Playing in a college league for the first time was definitely a different experience because I'm, of course, used to playing my own age group, my own age. So playing against um, individuals who not only are in college but are two to three years older than me um, was a challenge, but I really enjoyed it. And just playing at Seaman was, was a great experience. And playing with people I've known for the past couple of years was also really fun. A few guys have said as well, one of the, the differences is, hey, you've got fans in the stands now. Was that a bit of an eye-opener for you? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I remember I didn't pitch on Canada the day, but um, there was a lot of people there, and I didn't realize it until I got to the bullpen and looked out and then saw everyone. And then when I got on the mound the first time, not only I pitched at Lethbridge as my opener, I guess, and then when I got on the mound on scene, and that's when I finally realized just how many people there were. So it was, I guess, nerve-wracking, but it was also really fun. Now you've committed to Oregon, a powerhouse Division One school. How did that opportunity all come to be? Yeah, so I talked to Oregon, I think, at the beginning of, or later end of 2019 after Tournament 12, and kind of kept that relationship up until I came out here. And then um, Jeff Duda, as I said, the pitching coordinator, he kind of runs all the college placement stuff. I got back in contact with Oregon. Uh, Jack Martyr, their recruiting coordinator, and then finally had the opportunity to commit, and I took it. What excites you most about the potential of heading there as that next step in your baseball journey? I'd say definitely just the competition. The Pac-12 is a very good baseball conference, so I look forward to pitching not only against uh, Pac-12 hitters, but some of the best hitters in the nation and in college baseball. And then also, I will get to see some of my... um, dog's teammates in the Pac-12 in some Mm -hmm. Pac-12 action so that would be fun what are you hoping to work on over the next year or so so that you're able to hit the ground running I suppose and get yourself ready to uh, really make an impact on that team I definitely just say my pitchability to be honest like velocity for me um, has always been there so that's the least of my concern but Definitely just the ability to throw any pitch and any count and then working on, of course, my breaking balls and my off speed is always priority for me. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot of world traveling over the course of your young career. You've seen a lot of ballparks. You played in, as you mentioned, I believe three MLB parks now. Any favorite moments or experiences or even tournaments that maybe stick out to you as those holy cow moments? I definitely say... This year has definitely been, there's been a couple of those. Uh, For one, pitching against the U.S. the first time, um, I think that's the hardest I've ever thrown. Um, I got on the mound, the adrenaline just pumping through my body, so that was really fun. And then I'd say Kansas City was probably also a holy cow moment just because I I stepped on the mound and was like, this place is massive. And then I got to pitch against, um, as I said, some of the best players in the country again. So that was a that was a great experience. Do you find yourself sometimes, and especially this past summer, where you almost have to take that deep breath and go, "Wow!" Like, do you or do you just have to focus in on the game itself and not worry about all those those external situations and moments that are are kind of happening at you? Yeah, definitely. This year, I've had a lot more opportunity than I thought I would have. So I think just I have to take. I have to stay humble. That's my thing because there's a lot of things happening around me. Sometimes I just have to take a step back and just say, I am who I am, and then I can just continue on. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the questions we like asking here on the podcast is all about advice, and whether it was dogs or whether it was back home in Nova Scotia or whatever the case may be, you might have had alumni or those kinds of guys come through and offer pieces of advice or wisdom on getting to that next step. You're still young, but you still have that benefit of 2020 hindsight in the not-too-distant past here. 
what kinds of advice would you offer to those 12 or 13 or 14 year old kids who are, are trying to make their mark on the baseball journey? I definitely just say chase your dreams for me. Um, I've always kind of dreamed big. As I said, I always looked up on like the junior national team, for example, and programs like that. So setting your goals high and then having, I guess, working towards those goals is, would definitely be something I would um, give to not only my younger self, but uh, younger individuals playing the sport in Canada. And now that you're that guy with some goals in mind, you've seemed to accomplish a few of them. So what's sort of next on your radar? Uh, definitely getting ready to pay, play Pac-12 baseball, um, Division One baseball in general, and then also preparing myself um, for possibly being drafted, which has always been a goal of mine, especially out of high school. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Final question for you here, Matt. What does the game of baseball mean to you? I'd say I'd say it means everything, but that just kind of sounds corny. Honestly, um, it's given me so many opportunities, whether it be um, going to college, getting um, the proper education, but it's kind of got it my life and has really just crafted who I am, not only my personality, but uh, the relationships I have currently in life been quite the journey for you so far matt and it's only just beginning again congratulations and all the success you've had at this point continued success going forward and thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast thank you for having me on thanks again to matt grabman for joining us this week and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening we'd also like to thank our platinum supporters the okotoks dogs for their continued sponsorship they were the first to join us way back when and were first to jump on board with our new tiered supporter package All that support helps us cover costs and tell the best stories we can through our website, social media, and here on the podcast. So a tip of our cap again to the dogs. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.